Hi, and welcome to After the Cast, where Stephanie Hansen and myself, Michael W. Kithcart, we talk about the Champions of Risk podcast that you just heard earlier this week. And so this week we had uh, Rebecca Gebhardt as our guest. She is, hey, I'm just going to say as a person who did sell books door to door, anybody who's done that in their life, they are phenomenal. And Rebecca was certainly that the whole selling books door to door or the Kirby vacuum salespeople. Wow. Think about the skills or, or selling like Cutco knives, right? Think about the skill sets you learn about sales and about yourself and about resiliency. And she mentioned rejection. Oh my gosh. Just like multiple times an hour. It was, it, yeah, it just happened all the time. And both Stephanie and I have been sales managers in the past. And I know that we are Uh, cohesive in this thought of like, whenever we would see somebody who sold something door to door, we would get them in for an interview. Absolutely. Because if you can do that, you honestly can do anything. Yes. And Rebecca's shown that. So she took that door to door for book selling and turned it into an insurance company. And then now she has a consulting company and now she's an author. What was so interesting about her was how just some of the stuff she said my inner salesperson was like leaping out of my chest. And I noticed that like you and I wrote down some of the same things, I think. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'll just tell you some of the things I wrote down here. So uh, simplify to multiply. Yes. How powerful is that? Yeah. It's so true to, you know, um, sometimes it's, it's, we call it focus. Sometimes it's, um, you know, prioritizing, but really what she said is just a key point. When you look back to like, we did that podcast earlier um, with Tracy call mm-hmm. and it still sticks in my brain because she was like, I don't set goals and I don't really believe in goals. But when you think about this idea of simplify to multiply, that's exactly what Tracy does, but she does it so intuitively. She like was talking about how she could visualize the end and then like mm-hmm. she breaks down the steps. So yeah. whether she's calling that goal setting or strategic action, whatever she's calling it or not calling it, it was the same thing. And that yeah. struck me. Yeah, it really is. And I think where you can take the Tracy Call example, you can take the Rebecca Gebhardt example is when she was talking about she doesn't think of herself as a big risk taker. And this is something that I think even beyond these those two um, that's consistent is when people are able to start to see how they could make what feels really fearful and, and risky happen, it dilutes its energy and its scariness, right? Where in short order, like in a half hour, even you can go, Oh, wait a second, like, I can totally make that happen. It, it It's like a consistent exercise that I see. And I've taken client coaching clients through and it's amazing how much of a difference it can really make. You know, I think sometimes too, like big life things like divorce is an example. Mm-hmm. Um, illness is an example. Those things are so scary and they happen and you work through them and hopefully survive them, right? Right. After you've gone on the other side of those things, mm-hmm. so many more things feel possible. Oh my gosh. And and here's, if anybody is going through something really hard right now, I just want to say like it, something better is coming. Anybody who's lost their job, like they end up in a better situation it is, it's happening for a reason. It's just when you're in it, you can't 
possibly figure out what that reason is. And it kind of doesn't matter. And sometimes the amount of time that you're in it is so uncomfortable. Right. Like it doesn't, this is that sad part about reading and hearing success stories is that the timeline feels so short from when the person started something in their garage to being a billionaire, right? And for all those other great stories that are in the middle, and it's not true. Like that timeline is years. And you know this as a business owner, like, and so much risk, like along the way, just my own business. I mean, we almost got divorced, literally almost divorced once for sure. And potentially twice, if I really was being real about the time frame. And, you know, we had a business together for 12 years. Yeah. And, and we've now been Steph- married now 26. And now Stephanie and Kurt are going to start workshopping how to <laughs> own a business as spouses. Oh my gosh. He I, would, I would rather that. jump off a bridge. Like there's <laughs> nothing in that experience that he would want to recreate for anyone. <laughs> it, was a ho- it was a horrible time. What I so admire about him was the thing that I just can't stand about him at the same time. It's like both things exist, which is that he was so committed to this idea of being an entrepreneur and being a business owner. And when I asked him, because I always thought the business was like the other woman, right? Mm-hmm. And I got real real with him one night and I was like, so you got to pick. And he looked me right in the face and said, I pick the business. Yeah. I was like, that is the wrong answer, man. (laughs) But that he was so committed that he had that answer. Once I got past the complete shock and denial and sadness about that he didn't pick me, I really saw what that answer was, which was just his 100% total belief that he could make this and that I needed to be more of a go along with the dream a little bit. Right. And I'm I mean, we were so uniquely suited to be in business together because Mm -hmm. he was the dreamer and I was not the risk taker. I'm the practical one. And I mean, honestly, that's a whole podcast for another day. But people that take those big risks, there is so much of the heartache along the way you don't see. Yeah. And Rebecca, you know, brought up like the difference between like courage and confidence. Oh, yeah. I wrote that down. Yeah. You don't need to be confident, confident to have courage. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really the it's the courage in the beginning that makes you propels you forward. And it d- makes you decide to take that chance that you've been thinking about. And the confidence will come with time. So if you're thinking out there that you're waiting to gain some confidence to be able to make a move in whatever case that is in your life, let's change that and ask yourself, where can you get the courage? Because like, don't you, like you meet people all the time. I meet people all the time and I think, oh, they're so confident, like, or they're so brave. Mm -hmm. I have never once thought of myself as confident or courageous, not once. Oh, and people would would call you that that about about you all the time. And I'm not, I'm scared. I'm a doer. I just like put my head down and Rebecca did kind of remind me of this, like just put your head down and just keep moving. Yeah. And that wisdom of assessing your actions and looking on them later on down the road, you're like, wow, I was just like a bull in a China shop that just kept going. No matter what was breaking around me, I just kept going. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, there's a very famous Steve Jobs quote. You could, you don't connect the dots until they're behind you. You know, that's not a direct quote, but it's something along that line. You're never going to see that until you've already 
gotten to another place. So stop trying to like make it all make sense right now. Put your head down. Be the bull in the china shop. Um, she had another quote too. To, I don't know if you wrote this one down. I thought it was amazing. We might have to put this on the website. You can prepare for risk. Oh yeah, that was yeah, that was great. And it's and would probably recommend it. Right? You can you can mitigate it. You can minimize the, the risk to the point where you just go, oh well. That's that makes act- sense. Yeah. It's actually not very risky. And I can deal with the consequences. And we talked about this, I think, on one of our earlier podcasts with Andrew, who's been traveling the world, and we mm-hmm. talked about it afterwards, right? Is like the the guy who free soloed El Capitan, he, right? You know, he visualized Alex, everything. What is his name? I can't remember his Alex name. Alex something. Anyway, like he visualized every single move that he would make scaling this vertical wall of rock to the point where what he was about to do didn't even feel risky anymore. Yeah. It just felt like rote because he'd practiced all the steps. Yeah. So that's, that's a step that you could take. If something feels too big to be able to move forward on, start thinking about how and visualizing yourself doing it. Can I ask you a question about coaching? Because Rebecca mentioned that she has a coach. Yes. I think people think coaching is like a luxury. Like it's almost like, you know, you're going to get a massage and it's a special thing. Why don't more people have business coaches? What's the barrier to entry? Why don't they think they need one? Or like if you're a star athlete, you need a coach that gets the best out of your performance, right? Why don't we as business people see that as being more worthwhile? Well, you know, athletes are a really good example. They have multiple coaches. They have a strength coach. They have probably a financial coach if they're doing some things right. Um, they've got a either a line coach or, you know, their, their offensive coordinator coach. And then when they get stuck in their heads, they hire a performance coach, you know, a business coach. So it's the same thing in business. People get resistant because they think they're not the problem. They think the things around them are. And coaching actually helps people recognize what their contribution is to the things that are causing them pain so that they can actually alter uh, behaviors to, to eliminate that. When you hire a business coach, is it always like, can you sometimes just meet with a coach once? Do you have like a series? Is it long term? Generally, what is the most usual thing we see? Well, the biggest thing with coaches, you got to find somebody that's the right fit for like you. Like a good therapist. Yeah. I mean, like, don't don't be like a one and done or like if it didn't work for you before, find somebody else. And then what I would say is depending on what it is that you're trying to make happen, like the right coach for you will do it in a sprint or a spurt for you. And then maybe that's all you need. And then you can be gone. gone. Maybe you really want to work on long term, you know, effectiveness as a leader. And so then you're going to meet with them. Consistency is important, whether that consistency is on a weekly basis or once or twice twice a month. Um, It just depends on what you're working on and how quickly you're looking for change to occur. Really good advice. Well, thanks. And thanks for joining me on After the Cast. Uh, This was the after show of Champions of Risk. And you can check out the podcast and information on coaching at michaelwkithcart.com.